This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm excited to get started. What about y'all? If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. This is a story about some people many of us feel we know intimately. We've shared their sorrows and happiness, felt their emotions of love and hate, and lived with them in the world of make-believe. So this feeling of kinship is only natural. Yet, actually, we do not know them at all. And that's the purpose of our story, which is about the real lives of the people of our town. Instead of offering him a handout, Ryan offered the man a... And now... Oh, my God! They killed You bastard! Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday, the 22nd of July. He nailed it. I mean, nailed it. It took me 22 days. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. What's up, rump shakers? I'll take it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I suspect that's uh, one of the many uh, rap songs that Allie knows the words to. She does seem to be a dictionary of hip hop, doesn't she? Yeah. Thank you so much I, for noticing. Very few songs come up that Allie I, doesn't know. I really envy that. I watch you and you start singing songs, and I'm like, that's a great song, and I love that song, and I couldn't tell you the words to it. I couldn't tell you the name to any of the songs that I know all the words to, which mm-hmm. is bizarre. But that you know bizarre. all the words. That but I know weird. all the words, huh. yeah. Because the title is part of the words you know. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Wasn't uh, Rump Shaker, that was the, uh, all, all I want to do is zoom, 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 and boom, 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 and... Just shake your Shake rump. your rump. Yeah, that was, you know, Rump Shaker, right? I don't know. Let's hear it. B. I don't have it. Uh, I don't have no, it. No, I'm handy. saying. I'm saying like. Yeah, wrap it. Oh, that's not that again. Just so that we can get yeah, a sense right. of what you're that's, sure. that's Allie's skill. That's not mine. All I, well, I don't know I why know I even. D- just in this particular it. case, though, you're the one that has the song in your mind. All I want to do is zoom, 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 and boom, boom, boom. Just shake your rump. Yeah. Yeah. Rex right, and it. right there. Nailed right it. there. That was fantastic. Hey, um, big, uh, big show today. I'm excited to hear all about it. But I wanted to start with this. Uh, a bunch of our listeners uh, sent it to us yesterday. Apparently, Nevada, or Nevada, depending on who you who you are, is uh, another state that doesn't have brown recluse spiders. But they do have something called the desert recluse spider. Oh, no. And here's the headline from The Sun, the UK newspaper. Dad could lose his foot after spider bite on Las Vegas boys' trip leaves him with a gaping hole. I don't, uh. I'd like to just eliminate the word gaping from the human language. A uh, dad of two faces losing his foot after being bitten by a poisonous spider uh, in Las Vegas. Matthew Phillips was nipped by a tiny, it says, brown recluse spider at some point between his stay at the Hotel Wynn and his return flight to Manchester last month. So we don't know exactly where he got bit. He should be 
I guess, sue in the wind, though, right? Sure, of course. <laughs> I mean, just fault. why not, right? The forty-four-year-old, uh, and I don't know a lot about uh, type two diabetes. Do I want that? Because he you, has you it. Don't. No. You don't. You I don't, don't want it. No, because it seems like you just eat tons of sugar. That's how you get it, right? That's no. yeah. But then once you have it, then you have a whole problem. You just, don't want no. any just no. diabetes. Just really, there's just, no type you want. Just say no. Yeah. Well, let me tell you why I think it might be cool. This forty-four-year-old who has type two diabetes initially ignored the tiny red dot as nerve damage from a pre-existing condition, meaning he can't feel pain. Yeah. Right. He can't feel pain. Right. Heard you. But with it, but th- tell me that wouldn't be a superpower that'd be worth having. I mean, it would be amazing. But part amazing. Of, part of the reason you need to feel pain is so you know something's wrong. Yeah. Then you get infection, and then guess what? You have no limbs. Yeah. Congratulations. Within days, his foot had turned black and swollen as the venom from the spider had taken root and rotted away a large chunk of flesh. By, sound familiar, Kevin? Yes. By the time he saw the doctors at the Salford Royal Hospital, the nerve damage was so severe that medics didn't even need to use anesthetic to remove oh, the dead flesh. Oh my God. Leaving him with your favorite, a gaping hole the size of a golf ball. Uh, apparently, the, the spider's deadly venom is worse than a rattlesnake. He explained that his diabetes uh, left him unable to feel pain, so he didn't take action until it was too late. He said, I could stand on a nail and not know it. Oh, it was, my God. It, they cut away all the dead flesh and dead tissue. It was revolting. It was the most gruesome thing I've ever been through. This is not the way I want to start the week. Mm-mm. It's not the way you wanted to start the last month either, by the way. Who's hungry? So he says he really needs to uh, keep on uh, top of it. But I just, uh, as sad as I am for him with a spider bite, I still think I'm going to look into this diabetes, though. I just, not feeling pain. Yeah. It's just, it seems yeah. amazing. I mean, I guess the damage would be you step into a shower and the water is too hot or something and it scalds you, right? I mean, that's the kind of thing you'd be worried about. Right. You, Yeah. Just move on. He is determined not to wallow in self-pity. He says, what am I supposed to do? Do I sit in the corner all day and cry about it, or do I make the most of it? I've just got to think this is a thing that happened. Do I give up or carry on? I'm not the one to give up. I'm just going to carry on living my life. So he's got a good attitude about it. But uh, there you go. Look out. Las Vegas is coming for you, too. <sighs> I don't like that story at all. Too, uh, too close to home, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about today's Kevin Abito, shall we? Uh, I like that. <laughs> Change the topic to anything else. Uh, we talked last last week a bunch about uh, creepy things kids say. Mm-hmm. Your kids scare you to death. Yeah. We're going to take some calls on that this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. Yes, I think it's time to find out if our listeners have anything to add that terrifying list that, that Allie read for us. Uh, we have great news because it's Monday. We have, uh, speaking of great news, we have the Armenian Committee. Uh, what? We have uh, some recap of Comic-Con. You, you didn't say. What? Sam? Uh, recap of Comic-Con. I did not say Sam. That okay. is correct. You, did you say the Armenian Recap, comedian? What? Why do Kevin. you keep... I'm just trying to get through a sentence. Why do you keep interrupting? We're going to talk about Comic-Con, all the stuff that happened Thank at Comic-Con. Thank you, Bean. Ugh, yeah. You must I think you Bean, heard... It's clear Bean's a short-timer, because now he has turned and he's into Sam. <laughs> By the way, he's always been a flip-flopper on Ugh. Sam. Loves, hates, loves, hates. Dude, I just need a few months in between yes. visits, that's oh, all. Jesus. Space it's like a, it's, a, it's a drug, is what it is. It's a drug. You, you look... There, people can be sober for eight months. People can be sober for eight years. And then all of a sudden they wake up one day and they go, I got to have a hit. That's what the right. Armenian community is like for me. But that's why you have people around you that will help you to steer you away from that. That's I mean, who I, I am. I know it's bad for me. Yeah. But I feel like as long as it's not a habit, as mm-hmm. long as I'm able to space it out with lots of time in between, I'm clearly not addicted and I, I mean, can handle it. It's bad for everyone. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true. Let's wait and see. Okay. Let's wait and see. 
Um, you don't believe man landed on the moon. You're not one of those people, huh? No, don't tell me man landed on the moon. Sound stage. Don't give me the whole 50-year celebration all weekend. Because right? the, the wind wouldn't have blown the flag that way. Right? Right? What about the shadows, man? Yeah. yeah. The shadows, Stanley Kubrick. And also some uh, highlights from Comic-Con as well. Uh, DMC, I don't know if you heard that interview, but he was inspirational. Like church and a TED Talk wrapped into one. It was amazing. And had a chance to uh, hang, hang out with Thomas Lennon as well over the weekend. We will take a break. We'll come back with uh, what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. So much uh, movie news, movie news and more happening this weekend. So that's why Allie is here first thing on a Monday morning to get us all caught up. What's going on? Uh, let's talk some box office because Hakuna freaking Matata. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. People are like, oh, it doesn't have the greatest scores. People aren't so into it. Mm, it's not going to do so good. All right. I think it did okay. I mean, it's it earned about $185 million this weekend. That's it? Um, worldwide, mm-hmm. uh, $531 million. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's Donald Glover who does that? That that is uh, gorgeous, is Mm -hmm. what it is right Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, didn't do too bad. Um, In a distant second place, Spider-Man Far From Home. Well, we should mention the name of the first movie. Lion King is what we're talking about. Yes. Did I not mention Lion King? Did not mention Lion King. Okay, weird. I think it was... Understood. Uh, But By the way, I'd just like to uh, tip my hat Mm -hmm. to Bean's opening tweet. Mm -hmm. We're not lying. We're back for all new... Kevin and Bean show. See what he did? We're not lion. L-I-O-N. Uh-huh. And it's a Lion King tweet. See? Very, very popular film. Okay. See the tie in there? Okay. See the beauty of puns? See? I see what you did. See, now you're getting on board. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. Hey, right. the, it, it's going to be on you to continue the tradition when it's I'm It's not going to happen. Well, I'm just saying. Can't wait. Better start uh, sharpening your skills, man. <laughs> a distant second place, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, collected another $21 million during its third week in theaters. That's uh, lifting its total domestic sales to $319 million. Toy Story 4 landed in third place. That animated movie generated $375 million in North America. Globally doing okay at $859 million. These numbers are astounding. Yeah, they're guys. crazy. That made it the seventh Pixar film to surpass $800 million. Number four, the alligator thriller Crawl. Okay. And rounding out the top five, the Beatles centric musical rom com Yesterday. You guys, let's just talk a little bit, though, about The Lion King because, okay. uh, yeah, it did really well, but it also, um, what? I, I can't, like, look at, do you see all of this? Yeah. Full page of questions what, what and answers. Yeah, it's, it's a whole page of different things that they broke. Like different, um, okay, mean? Disney's domestic opening of all time for a Disney remake. Broke that. Okay. Uh, biggest Disney opening of all time outside of Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm. They broke that <laughs> That's number. That's a little specific, but okay. <laughs> is that a real record? Okay, this is, this is a better one. Biggest domestic launch ever for a PG pick, animated or otherwise. What? That's impressive. Biggest July opening of all time. Okay. Look that's at something. these records. That's something. That's crazy. Ninth biggest domestic opening of all time. I wow. mean, uh, Hakuna Matata. You guys, this is huge. I saw it too, and I was thinking while watching it, I don't know how to make this better. 
You watch? You saw Lion yes. King? Yes. If there's a wow, if tell us a, about it. If there's a ten out of ten, this is it. Really? I mean, it's just perfect. Wow. The songs are perfect. The tone is perfect. I don't. Wow. I just loved it. It didn't freak you. Like people are saying, oh, I don't want it. It's too CGI. I wanted. No. I wanted no. No, perfect. it was really well done. <sighs> that makes me really happy. Yes. It was a beautiful mu- movie. I don't think we mentioned the name of it though. Uh, the Lion King. Lion King. Yeah. That one. Yeah. What if we were talking about the crawl this whole time? I was so close to going to the crawl, but the times didn't work out. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, I'm happy I went to Lion King because it was good. Were you going to go to the crawl I was going above to. the Lion King? I mean, no. I was looking at the times. Yes, uh-huh. I was. Yes, I yep. was. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were. I All got right. a little uh, a little burned, a little excited, a little frightened by the crawl. I don't know if you've seen their uh, ad campaign, but they have these uh, posters that they put up. Maybe, they, uh, maybe they're not everywhere, but they certainly are in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. They have these posters that put up that say, warning, alligators have been seen in this area. Yeah. You and don't you, do that you, in Louisiana. And you, that's, that's what I said. Not as funny uh, to you people. Not <laughs> as funny at all. So I saw that and I went, what? This is bad <laughs> news for me. I live like 400 feet from here. <laughs> and then at the bottom it says, crawl in theaters now. And I'm like, oh, you got me. I mean, know your audience. Yeah. And I'm, sure that's, I'm sure that's why they did it. But man, that was a pretty effective campaign to get me to know the name of that movie. Or to get you to not read any further, run back into your home and True. not never, see him. Never leave again, yes. Could have gone either way. But right. interesting. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk some great stuff like Keanu Reeves making dreams come true in Louisiana, of course. Is he the best? Yes. Yes, he is. He's the internet's boyfriend for a reason. <sighs> He's just a wonderful man. We're going to talk about um, Marvel had some pretty big announcements. Not sure if you saw that. I don't know why anybody else bothers showing up at Comic-Con after what Marvel did. I got news for you. A lot of them didn't. A lot of studios were like, you know oh, what? Yeah. Let's just pass this year and let Marvel yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Marvel's got it covered down there. Um, some birthdays for you. John Leguizamo, David Spade, Albert Brooks, Danny Glover, Alex Trebek, George Clinton, Selena Gomez, and Bean... It must be special today. Did you feel it? Oh, what's today? It's Prince George of Cambridge's birthday. Oh. Do you think he's somewhere wearing shorts with knee socks? I do. Just killing it. He's a cute little kid, though. What is he, six today? Sure. I don't know. He's going to be king one day. I'd rather you use your British accent if we're good. He's going to be king one day. Thank you. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. So we spent the weekend at Comic Con over the weekend. It was when we did it over the weekend for the uh-huh, weekend because it was this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell, maybe a little too le- too little sleep. I am stunned, by the way, and I want to give it up to Kevin, who we all advised against going to San Diego for Comic Con because he had just come back to work after the surgery after the spider bite, and we said, Kevin, you need to take it easy, man. You should not be down there with all those people and all that heat. And That's what I'm good at, though. Running take around. it easy. Allie, didn't we go to him as physicians and yes. say, we recommend that you do not take this trip? I believe I all capped a text to him, Kevin, don't be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin not only look, went, look. not only showed up for both broadcasts and performed admirably. Really? You'd call that admirably? Yes, you were terrific, actually. (laughs) Then went out after the show every day, and then not only that, didn't crawl home on Friday at the end of the show. Right. Stayed for the weekend. Sure. And continued to go out and do more stuff. Like, I don't even know you anymore. Why? It's fun. Why not? Because you have two enormous chunks of flesh taken out of your head. That's overrated. (laughs) <laughs> the problems from that are overrated. So what, I talked, do you, what do you need your head for? I did talk to the surgeon before I went, and I was like, dude, I'm going to Comic-Con. He's like, okay. 
you know, doesn't seem like that's, you know, very physically demanding. And I said, good. That's oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you the, how I do it. That was before the uh, the golfing and the axe throwing uh-huh. and all the other stuff yeah. that was going on. Axe oh. throwing. By the way, let's talk about the axe throwing because any I don't know where this was or how this happened, I'll but anyone you. who gives Kevin an axe and tells him to throw it should be deported or something because that is a terrible choice. I'm going to become a professional axe thrower. That's Are what I decided. Now? Work the circuit. Is there a circuit? <laughs> there probably is. At Comic-Con, a lot of pe- people who don't go down there don't know. You know, we talk about Hall H and we talk about all these panels and stuff that are all in the convention center. There's so much stuff outside the convention center. This is one of those. It's just in a place in San Diego. Yeah, it, was in a, it takes over like a bar or right. a, a storefront. I mean, there's so much stuff that a lot of people go down there without tickets to Comic-Con and just wander around and see all the stuff there is to see. Yeah, because there's a million pop-ups. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this was an activation shows. for the show Vikings. On the History Channel? On the History Channel. Channel. Yeah. Channel yeah. Okay. So we go in there, we're like, dude, axe throwing in. And so we show up on the day of, and we get there, and they take us in, and we have to sign like seven waivers mm. saying that we will hold no one responsible for what happens. And then we had mm-hmm. a safety talk. I don't know why he was looking right at me, but he was. He got mm-hmm. word. Let's not, um, let's not uh, throw anything at each other. Let's not fake. And then he looked at me. Throw anything at each other. <laughs> don't even fake it. Because it could come out of your hand. So let's all be safe. Now, your uh, your competition in the video that I saw, and by the way, there's a ton of video from this weekend up at krock.com. You should totally check it out. But was was an actor, right? Okay. Alexander Ludwig, who's on the show The Vikings. All right, let me get to just what happened before that. So okay. Dave and Christine and I go in, and we throw five axes. And there's a giant wooden wall with a target on it. Mm-hmm. Right. like Just like darts. Yes, but... The uh, the axe, of course, doesn't automatically stick in the wall. Sometimes it just bounces off, and you look foolish. Right. So we threw five. Uh, Dave, how many of yours stuck in the wall? Four. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Christine, I believe, stuck three. Okay. I stuck zero. Oh, no. Out of five. Well, these were trial ones, so at least it wasn't in front of anyone. I mean, there were trials for Dave and for Christine as well. Okay, okay, sure. So then Alexander Ludwig shows up, and he's a freaking Nordic god. I've never seen him out here before. uh, He's a foot taller than I am. I don't know. He's a cartoon. He is yeah. not unattractive. I'll tell you that. I'm not saying it looked like a before and after picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying one of you. Two hundred like... years before and after. <laughs> yes, you were the you were the old, you were the face app old yeah. age old age photo after him. So oh. for some reason he walks in and he's going to throw axes and it just comes out of my mouth because I'm stupid. I say one dollar bet, best mm-hmm. out of five. Okay. Now, why would I say that? You're Kevin. I yeah, just, but where would that confidence come from based on your zero for five performance earlier? That's my question. I'm the Armenian comedian here. Right. A lot of confidence, <laughs> zero talent. So he shows up and I go, all right, uh, best out of five gets $1. And he's like, you're on. So we stand up and I throw the axe and he throws the axe at the exact same time. And mine's stuck in the wood. Nice. It's stuck in the wood. And I was just getting ready to celebrate. And then I looked out of my left, peripheral vision to his... And his not only stuck in the wood, but stuck in the um, bullseye. Bullseye, and not just in the bullseye, but like not slightly off to the one side of the bullseye. Perfect bullseye. Perfect. Dead center, <gasps> right in the middle. Oh, and I just per- walked. A perfect over, shot. And I forgot the other four and walked over and handed yeah. him the dollar. You're you're done at that point. <laughs> that, and that was his first throw ever. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I don't my know that it was gosh. first throw ever, but he showed up on that day and that. Yeah. Was, see, he said, eh, "I haven't done it in a while." I was like, "All right, we're evenly matched." Wow. <laughs> Oh, Except for no. looks and personality. But everything else, we're evenly matched. <laughs> Except for physical ability. But 
Anyway, that, that, that video is amazing, by the way. That was good times. So how did you end up then playing golf with Doug Benson, too? It was miniature golf for South Park. Did you know that it's the 20th anniversary of Bigger, uh, Harder, Uncut? I forget what the name of it is. Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Thank you. Bigger, the Longer, movie, Uncut. Yeah. The 20th anniversary. Wow. So they had a full mini golf course. We're old. Yes. How is it the 20th? <laughs> Blaine Canada. I mean, file. I mean. Okay. Sure. Um, And then we got to the last one, and people were very nice to sort of let us go ahead of them. Uh Uh-huh. And then we got to the last hole where where you have to make the hole in one or whatever, and we Mm -hmm. just kept, we we missed, and we'd run, get our ball, and go back and start again and hit again, and get our ball and come back and shoot again, Uh and get our ball and went back. We probably did that eight times. Okay. And still didn't make it in in one. How high was Doug Benson? Well, you know, average. I could answer that. Uh-huh. He just went to a dispensary bus that was parked outside the sugar factory, and he said he smoked a couple of J's and four dabs. So higher than So he usual. was so high. Oh, I mean, wow. he's Doug Benson high. He's a pretty, <laughs> pretty that, solid average. That sounds even higher than Doug Benson's average. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a professional, though. I don't know yes, who won that because I don't think we were even keeping track and we were both mm-hmm. cheating, me more mm-hmm. than him. <laughs> right. Okay. And cool. then, for some reason, we heard that they were doing top golf. Have you heard of that, where you just drive off of, you know, different levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's different Top locations golf. around the country. And they were doing it off of an aircraft carrier, the Midway aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. You hit them off the aircraft carrier. Of course. In. Awesome. So fantastic. Yeah. And they video you, and then they also have a tracer on the ball so that they can see your ball. A line follows it so you can see exactly where you hit it, which was amazing. So I got, I took three hits. You could, how many did they offer us? A lot. I don't know. They let us swing away. Yeah, they let us swing away. First one, shanked to the right. Lucky to even get it off the aircraft carrier. Okay. Just a horrible shot. Second one, shanked to the left. Just miserable. Third one, couldn't have been more perfect. Handed them my golf And a mouse. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to do better than that, so I'm done. Nice. So that was, that was. was, Who knew you'd go to Comic-Con and get so much exercise? Right. (laughs) And, and I have, you know, I have a, an appointment today with my surgeon, so we'll just we'll see how things go. I think it's all pretty good. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You think I'm that gullible that I would believe that human beings could send a rocket ship to the moon and have a man get out of the rocket ship and walk on the moon? Just a willy-nilly walking around out there. Do I look that stupid? With his chanclas on and, you know, (laughs) come on. Okay, you're mocking, but let me tell you what the most recent survey says. That 6% of Americans believe the moon landing was fake. 6%. That means, Kevin, if you know 100 people, then six of them don't think we walked on the moon. I mean, it's hard to imagine anyone that doesn't believe we walked on the moon. Mm-hmm. But six doesn't seem like it's a crazy number. I was afraid it would be 20. It's so, And 15% aren't sure. Okay. Okay. All so right. now we are getting into some, yes. some area. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, American hero Buzz Aldrin, who was a, uh, who was a fighter pilot in Korea, decorated uh, a goddamn American hero, I think that the walking on the moon was the second greatest thing he ever did. Agreed. 
the best thing he ever did was punching that that moon denier in the face. I right? watched that five times yesterday. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> 2002, uh, Buzz is 72 years old. And as near as I can tell, the man who approached him, who, by the way, has just made a, a life. I mean, the guy's made four documentaries about how the moon landing was fake. His name is Bart Cedrell. He's uh, quite a bit younger. He looks like he may be in his 30s or 40s at the time he approaches Mr. Aldrin. But here's how that encounter went. Why don't you swear on the Bible that you walked on the moon? You really like to You're the one who said you walked on the moon when you didn't. Calling the kettle black, if you ever thought of it. Saying I misrepresented myself. Away from me. You're a coward and a liar and a thief. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. Decks him to the ground. Do you know if that ever went to court? Uh, the police, they did not press charges because the police interviewed the witnesses. And of course it was on video and said that he was provoked. Yeah. Which does not seem legally like the right choice. I think, I think. Well, that, that uh, audio that you just played too cut out about two minutes of this guy harassing him, following him around, get away from me, stop it, get the, and then he says to his security, get him away from me. Yeah. 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 Uh, so no, no charges were brought against the buzz. Now. I did a little deep dive this week because we were all celebrating the 50th anniversary of man landing on the moon, which you know, Kevin, I have often said is mankind's greatest achievement, and Correct. I am still in awe of it, and I've seen every documentary and every movie about it, and I love it. I love it. I went looking for people who still believe the moon landing was fake. Believe it or not, if you Google search that, you will almost exclusively find people debunking the moon landing being fake. So I think the breed is dying out. I really do. At least on the internet, you'd expect to find a lot of crazies on there who claim. However, Bart Sidrell, the man who we just heard get punched in the face by Buzz Aldrin, is still at it, and he posted a video on Saturday. This weekend, he's still at it. He posted this video on the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 astronauts walking on the moon, claiming still that the whole thing is fake. Some people say it's hard to believe that the moon landings were fake. I say it's hard to believe that they were real. What NASA is claiming is that they went 1,000 times farther than they can go today with 50-year-older technology on the very first attempt with one millionth the computing power in all of NASA than is in a cell phone. Now, what he's pointing out is how unbelievably difficult it was and what a remarkable accomplishment it was that human beings were able to do that 50 years it ago. It was a miracle because I think all of those facts were true. They're all true, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, but it sounds like what he's trying to say is because we haven't attempted to go to the moon in like 47 years or whatever it's been, right. that we can't go to the moon. So he's equating the fact that we don't do it anymore. Well, that must mean they faked it and then they decided never to try again because why would they bother, Right. He still never has explained to me why they would fake it six times. Like, after, after you pull it off once and get away with it, why do you send Apollo 12 and Apollo 13 and Apollo 14 all the way through 18? All right, there's more from Bart. All the proof that you need that the moon landings are fake is in this one picture. In sunlight, shadows will always run parallel with one another. This is because the sun is about a million times bigger than the Earth, and it casts shadows in the same direction over an entire continent. Here's a picture which the federal government claims was taken on the moon. The astronaut shadow runs at 12 o'clock, and this rock, only about five feet away, the shadow runs at 9 o'clock. See? This is a 90-degree difference from objects five feet apart from one another. See? This proves that this was taken on Earth with an electrical light inside of a television studio. This is all the proof that you need that the moon landings were fake. So that's his holy grail right there. That's the whole thing to him. Is that photograph. 
Now, that is one of three or four, like Allie mentioned the flag earlier, um, that is one of three or four things that that moon conspiracy, moon landing conspiracy people point to. And the explanation, as has been explained by many, many scientists over the years, is it's just the sun was very low, the surface was uneven, and sometimes that distorts the angles of shadows. And by the way, the exact same thing happens on Earth. But he is convinced that that's it. And also, he Why do you think this is his one thing? When was it, 50 years ago? Yes. Why do you think, literally, (laughs) why do you think he can't at some point in his life move on and do something else? Okay, I think it was fake, but sure was a long time ago, so it doesn't matter anymore. Why is he sticking with it so hard? I don't know why this is his thing. Uh, it might be best if you just let it go, okay? Do you think we have one listener that is in that 6% yes. of people who believe that the I think we have 60 listeners right now. <laughs> that are in really? That I think the makeup of our audience versus the general public is yeah. probably a little skewed. Well, we don't have time for it right now. But oh, if what the, a shame. If there's anybody who sincerely believes the moon landing was fake... I'd like to say we won't make fun of you, but I can't guarantee that. But but we would like to hear what your reason is. Because, again, they, they now estimate that there were 400,000 people involved in the moon landing. And I and like I said, I did a deep dive on the conspiracy things. And these are all the people who worked in various aspects of the mission, okay? And how do you get all of them to stay quiet? Well, one answer for that from people who believe that the moon landing is fake is... You don't tell them it's fake. Like the people who are making the astronaut suits think they're really making astronaut suits for the guys to go to the moon, hmm. not to go to a soundstage. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So most of the people are out of the loop and believe the thing was real even if they worked on it, right? So it's only the ones involved on the soundstage that and would ob- be privy to it. Yes, okay. and, obvi- and obviously uh, the astronauts. The astronauts, yeah, sure. the astronauts who are apparently are liars. Well, and, Buzz and clearly punched that guy because he had something yeah. to hide. So I guess all I'm saying is, uh, you know, it's been 50 years, but if you still are believing it's fake, just get in touch with us. Just call the Afroline. Let us know how to get in touch with you. You can email us. You can reach out to us on the Kevin Bean social media. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to give you. Maybe we're wrong on this. Maybe you're the one who could convince us that we've we've had the wool pulled over our eyes by the U.S. government. <coughs> we're not. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. We did get a chance to spend some time with Thomas Lennon. Lieutenant Dingle. Lieutenant Dingle. Dangle. Dangle. Bean calls him Dingle always, mm-hmm. but I'm going with Dingle now. Okay. I just feel like that's what we've decided. So um, on Saturday, he joined me and we went out behind the convention center in one of those little pedicabs, which is a bicycle with the little cab thing on the back. Uh-huh. And uh, we took a ride, took a tour. And met Sounds pe- very romantic. Met people along the way. Very exciting. We were going, you'll hear me say, uh, um, you'll hear me screw it up in a minute, but we were going slower than you can walk, than an average walk. Excellent. We were barely moving. Oh, no, if this guy stays with us with a bell the whole time, we're dead. Actually, <laughs> we should get ice cream. Hey, what? Hey, hey, catch that ice cream guy. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Hang, hold hang on. on. No, 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 get hey, next stop, to him. Get ice cream guy. No, no, don't stop. Okay, so he's stepping out of our pedicab and off onto the ice cream pedicab to take ice cream. <laughs> okay. okay. Doing his own stunts, by the way, people. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop, I said. <laughs> Did you get anything? I didn't yet. What the hell? Kevin, I'm gonna get something. Go, 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 drop, drop, drop. <laughs> Came up empty. Um, what? Disappointing. It is disappointing. He jumped pedicab to pedicab. He could have died. 
That fall could have killed him. Yeah. Sure. And, and, for what? Just stood and, there. For and for what? That was my question. The plan right now, it's me and Kevin. We're this at a Comic Con. Hi, guys. We're good. Safe. We're good. Here we go. I don't, do you find yourself not knowing most of the characters? Oh, my goodness. I, Kevin, I, I'm always intrigued. There's like a, a kid with spiky blue hair. Yeah. And he's got, he carries a key that's like seven feet tall. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I know these young <laughs> ladies. You don't want to be him or you don't want Harley Quinn, Fifth Multi Element. Hi, Hi, guys. Multi you know Kevin. Hey, I'm Bean. Well, this is a reoccurring theme, Bean. You may not be thrilled with. You may. I don't know. Um, for some reason, he felt the need to tell everybody that we were Kevin and Bean, me and uh -huh. him. I would be honored if some, if somebody would look at Thomas Lennon and think that was me. I'm, I'm all for it. But the problem is at Comic-Con, people from all over the world come there. So mm -hmm. for the most part, the people who recognize us or listen to our show are hardcore fans, and they're right. the greatest. Everyone we met there was so nice. Yeah. Most of the people there don't give a crap and don't know I've anything. Never heard and don't, of course, yeah. So he keeps saying it's Kevin and Bean. Do you listen? Do you listen? And people are just like, yeah. They just. <laughs> I was no, like, stop it. I just flew in from Houston. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, exactly. You listen to Kevin and Bean ever? Well, yeah. Cool. When they say, oh uh, yeah, that's no, 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 I know. People, people go, they're like, hey, I love you, and that thing. I'm like, oh, which one? They're like, oh, I don't know. You should be in something good. Kevin, did you ever buy a boat? I, you're telling me I should be in something good. My God. I'm just calling my agent. High-fiving it. We're high-fiving it. He's just, he has the attention span of a gnat, just like I do. It's a little scary. The two of us put together is um, not a lot of attention paid to anything. He said, Kevin, did you ever buy a boat? Yeah, in the middle nowhere. of that, yeah. because on the right side was our convention center, on the left side was the water with mm -hmm. boats. Mm -hmm. So anything that distracts him, <laughs> we're all screwed. Sir, are you cosplaying or did you hurt your hand? Guy walked by with his uh, hand in a cast. <laughs> he hurt his hand. He hurt his hand for That's real. That's the fun thing about Comic Con. You, you, can't you tell. get to a point at Comic Con where you start looking at people and you think, what are you supposed to be? Yeah, I what? saw a homeless guy. You're like, oh my God, yes. you're amazing. Right. He's like, can you have a dollar? And I said, no. <laughs> no. You get money for you cosplay. So, you know, we were, we were treating people right. Like <laughs> That's you, very sensitive. Like you do. <laughs> Guys, if you can catch us, you can get an autograph. Again, we're going slower than people walking. <laughs> uh, so the guy had to actually slow down. He had a book and a pen. I think that's what Thomas saw when uh -huh. he said that. And the guy walks over and hands him a book to sign. We're going like <laughs> half a step a mile. Okay, I just like to... Yes, I know. Mm, half a step a mile, everybody. I'm just going to tell myself here. I meant half a step an hour. Uh-huh. Making fun of how slow we were going. Okay. But I said, we're going like <laughs> half a step a mile. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that, that happened. So then the guy gives us the book. Sir, I can get this one. Oh, I'm sorry. We're pulled up next to another ice cream one. What did they Kevin, have? There's something Kevin. chocolate. All right, good. Chocolate. Kevin. All right, good. <laughs> what else you got? Okay. Here you go, sir. This Don't is for your trouble. Stop. All right. It. What do I do? Trump. I already paid him. I paid him. You paid him? Yeah, yeah. Joe. Oh, my God. Come we're on. gonna lose you! Up, come, on, come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Again? Sounds very dangerous. Again, sounds super dangerous. Yes, uh, we're we may have been stopped at that point. I'm not even sure. <gasps> this oh is the God, slowest God. action scene ever. There's a ninja oh, turtle and a blue bunny. Yeah. I mean, I'll I feel like either. Kevin, you're so skinny these days. You're not eating either of this. Garbage. I'm eating all of it. No, I got super really? lucky in the DNA lottery. My dad was super skinny. Oh, really? Yeah. So I eat like uh, crap. If I looked like I ate, it would be not good. So you did find two um, ice cream cones, and they mm -hmm. were, you know, you say all pizza is good. Mm -hmm. Even the bad pizza is still pizza. Mm -hmm. Whew, this is rank. 
Really? Terrible ice cream? It's possible it's been it's frozen. It's up ice cream. I know. It's possible, though, that it's been frozen since, like, six Comic-Cons ago. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> it was rough. Oh, no. It was, diff- it was a difficult eat. You think they ever get it on in the Venom outfits? So we go go, go by two people in the Venom outfits, and they're amazing head-to-toe, like the time and effort that these people put into these cosplay outfits are ridiculous. And his first question is, do you think they ever have sex in them? <laughs> I certainly hope so. Of course they do. That's how couple. you start. That's how you start. Then you go, we should wear that out at Comic-Con. <laughs> Everybody everywhere was just had super amazing things, and so we had to stop and talk to a whole bunch of different people. Also, he was uh, uh, announcing, I'm not positive because I lost my notes, he was uh, announcing his next book mm-hmm. that's coming out, which we're very excited about. My second book in the Ronan Boyle series is coming out. Okay. It's called Ronan Boyle and uh, the Swamp of Certain Death. The Swamp so, of Certain Death. The first book was called uh, Ronan Boyle on the Bridge of Riddles. That's when you came in. Fun. Came in. Yes, made, yes. Uh, thank you for your help, by the of way. Of course. It went uh, to number two. I take full credit for on that. On the New York Times bestseller Had list. Had you not come into our show, it would have been number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second book will be out on um, St. Patrick's Day. Okay, now I just want you to hear his uh, attention span again. He's talking about his own project. Sure. His book that's going to come out on St. Patrick's Day. It's the next... most important thing he's saying all day long. Of next year. And the second book will be out on um, St. Patrick's Day. That's just, this is just scary. Can we pause for a second? Hey, guys. Hey, mine has candy in it. Look at that. I'm going to rob this guy on the way back. This guy's got, this guy's got creamsicles. Oh, creamsicles. We're going to jack that guy. (laughs) She goes so fast from talking about his book (laughs) to nonsense. He's the best. Hey, guys. Kevin and Bean. How's it going? You ever seen Bean before? No. Now you have. He said it probably, (laughs) probably 15 times. This is Kevin. I'm Bean. I'm Bean. If you seen Bean, I'm Bean. I'm Bean. (laughs) We were once uh, filming down at what's that big mall? Delamo. Talking about Reno 911. We're at the Delamo Mall. Yeah. Right and early, six o'clock in the morning. We're about to shoot that day. We've got. We always travel. We've got three big cop cars that we park out with us. There's a knock on the door, and we're like, "Hey, what's up?" And uh, a couple guys come in. They're like, "Hey, we're the we're the DEA." The DEA, we're the Drug Enforcement Agency. And wow. Like, we had a sting operation set up in this parking lot this morning, and we're buying like three hundred thousand dollars worth of crystal meth in this parking lot this morning. Oh my God! But obviously now you've got a bunch of cop cars here. We can't be doing that. So they're oh there for gosh. real. That's amazing. Reno 91 is there for just to shoot, and they bring cop cars. So the DEA is ready to make this huge sting, and they just like had to call it off. Oh my oh, God! Wow. Because Reno 911 had cop cars. What there. are the chances? Right? And we're like, hey, are you are you mad? And they're like, no, no, guys, we'll, we'll reset it. It's not a big deal. It was like they they were canceling. You like, ruined an entire sting for crystal like, meth. They were so cool about it. They're like, don't even worry. It's like it was like as if you canceled lunch with somebody, and they were just like, oh no, I'm gonna sweat it. It's just crystal meth. It's just like a half million dollars. Put the, put the three hundred grand street, away. Street meth. <laughs> we'll do it another day. No, they day. were really nice, and then we ended up hanging out with. Them. We ended up chilling with the DEA for kind of a while. You don't chill with the DEA. That's not a thing. Those two. <laughs> 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 We don't go together. Uh, so then at the end, he's uh, mentioning his book again. It does come out next March. Um, and we were talking about him com- coming back in. Yeah, and you're going to come back when the book comes I'll come back out. in March. In March. I'll come back before. Yeah, I mean. I come back in b- for a lot of reasons. One, I love you. And two, I live very close to the you s- do. studio. Okay. Yeah, I can be at the studio in like almost seven minutes. So March. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Good times. <laughs> He's the best. He uh, you got to see the video, by the way. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, krock.com if you want to check it out. And thanks to Thomas Lang. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Since it's Monday, just after 7 o'clock, it's time for Great News. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and 
and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News! All right, we're going to start with a uh, six-year-old Texas girl with an incurable cancer. She said she'd been dreaming of becoming a police officer. Abigail is her name in the Houston area. She has stage four Wilms tumor wrapped around her aorta. Mm. She went into remission for five months, but then the cancer spread to her lungs. Abigail's doctors don't know of any treatment or chemotherapy that is able to cure her. She ran into the chief of police in a city near Houston named Ray uh, Garvey in December and told him that her dream of becoming a police officer, it's all she ever wanted to be, was a cop. So he got together, and he got the entire police department together. And they said, beat it, kid. And they swore her in. As an officer, and the chief of police sort of broke up during that. I now, I now, and forever, and forever. Promise, promise to keep fighting the bad guys, to keep fighting the bad guys until until all of my cancer is gone. Until all my cancer is gone. So sweet. Can you imagine how long till she shot a guy? I mean, I don't... Oh, my God, you, what? Bean. They swear her in, and the next thing she No, no. No. What's wrong with you? It's an honorary... She's an honorary police officer. She pulls over a motorist. She's an honorary police officer for a day, by the way. And then she, and then she reaches for her what? weapon, and boom. Don't ruin the story. <laughs> you don't know why she wanted to be a cop, man. Maybe that was the reason. <laughs> Thirst for blood. <laughs> this is what she had to say after that. It felt me it's inside of my heart, and... In my body, it's felt excitement and all of of love. Come on, how sweet is she? It's pretty sweet. And that's my great news. It's great news. All right, mine kind of pales in comparison, but it's still fun when you see people just do a nice thing, just to do a nice thing, you know, with no no reward other than just kindness. Allie, you're going to love this because this one takes place in Boston, and it's some Red Sox fans. Most Red Sox fans are assholes, right? right? We can all agree on we that. We can all agree mm-hmm. on that. Not these three, though. It all started when four friends from Malden planned to attend the game, but one friend bagged out, leaving Pedro with an extra ticket. We wanted to get someone to appreciate and have fun with us. That someone turned out to be a man sitting on a stoop near Fenway Park asking for spare change. So they have an extra ticket to the Red Sox game, and rather than sell it, they decide they're going to give it to somebody who will really appreciate it, and they offer it to a homeless guy near the park. If a million people are in that situation, I say one makes that decision, right? I mean, you are psyched to go to the game and everything else. You probably are not thinking about being kind like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and you look at it. I mean, it's a Red Sox ticket. That's worth something, right? Huh. His name was John. So you know, I went up to him and I was like, hey, man, you know, I have no change, but I got an extra ticket if you're down to go. When Pedro asked him if he would like to go to a Red Sox game, I... At first, like, I, I wasn't sure if he was going to get up, but he's like, sure, he got up, and he seemed pretty excited about it. Sean admits he was skeptical about taking a homeless guy to the game. I was kind of shocked. You know, everyone was like, everyone was like, dude, you get another ticket. Like, you could try and sell it, make some money back on it. But once at the game, Sean saw something you don't see enough of these days at professional sporting events, a true fan. Everyone's there sitting on their phones, texting and looking around. He was really immersed in the game. He was there to enjoy the game. The Red Sox lost Tuesday night, but for three young men from Malden, it was perhaps the winningest night at Fenway ever. I'm just going to (laughs) say... Allie, your reason why he was not uh, texting and or tweeting? 
Well, Kevin said during that, he goes, he probably doesn't even have a phone. I'm like, Kevin, that's so mean. Come on. Right, but the point wasn't that he wasn't texting. The point was that he, unlike the other people in the stadium, was really into the game. Right. Like, people who could have been into the game weren't because right, they were on their phones. But, right, but the joke but Kevin was he said, wasn't on his phone, which, uh-huh. Allie, which Allie made sure to mention. Kevin said he didn't actually have a phone. Right. It's supposed to be like, a private Kevin. off-air remark, I think, yeah. is what Kevin yeah. suggested. Right, that's my point. Anyway, I think uh, this Pedro is a great guy, and I would vote for him. Swear to God, Bean. And that's my great news. Is that is that why you took yes, the story? Yes, he took the whole story for that. For that. that <laughs> for was, the punchline. That line. was it. A very tiny Napoleon Dynamite remark. Come on now. <laughs> By the way, when that uh, story did hit, you know, and people were tweeting about it, did you notice how jacked the white guy in the Celtic shirt was yeah. at, at the end? Yeah. I'm like, easy, guns. That's the only reason <laughs> they did it was to take this picture so you could post it. His arms are out of control. <laughs> yeah. It is absurd. All right. I don't know if you guys probably don't remember, but it was one of my first great news stories ever about a family that went into a Home Depot and they were like, listen, our um, child is in a wheelchair. We want to figure out a way to make a costume for Halloween, figure out how to incorporate, you know, some parts of wood, that type of thing. And someone at Home Depot basically went above and beyond and started working on a costume right then and there. It was I do remember phenomenal that. phenomenal and amazing. And then a whole bunch of the people, yeah. people like joined in. Yeah, it was, was amazing. One of my favorite great news stories ever. So when I saw this, I thought, oh my gosh, it, it didn't take long, but how did nobody think about this? Because it can be extremely taxing to build a child's Halloween costume while incorporating a wheelchair And that's why Target has just released two new costume styles that are specifically designed for kids who are physically challenged. They have released a princess costume and a pirate costume just for starts. And those costumes have been adapted for children in wheelchairs. Not only is the clothing designed for easy dressing with an opening in the back, but then there are um, pirate ship and a fairy tale carriage uh, wheelchair covers that are sold separately so you can make your wheelchair into That's part cool. of your costume as well, which I think is amazing. And it's, uh, I can't believe it took that long for it to happen, but it's great. So since the company offered the wheelchair covers available for pre order at $45 each, the princess version has already completely sold out. The boutique's website says the items will be shipped to consumers on August 22nd. I assume this is just the start. So two costumes to start, then everyone is going to get into this as well. So congratulations to Target for being one of the first ones to do this. And that is my great news. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, the other day I was walking down the street and I saw a drunk driver hit by a car, flipped over down, and then he still get up, he walked. Mm. You know why? Why? He was drunk. All his flesh was loose. What? I bet you if he was stoned, he will be die. No, he will be die. <laughs> okay, look, look, look. 
I, I get that the Armenian community isn't for everybody. He's for me. He's not for everybody. He's 100% for me. But once in a while, Ali, I see your face. Once in a while, why not dip into the magic that is Sam, the Armenian comedian? Sure. So here's the here's the thing is that I would have him on every day. Mm-hmm. I know you would. Bean would rarely have him on, mm-hmm. so we right. some meet somewhere in the middle. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and then Ali just yeah, let's, just let's see how this goes. Grits her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're willing to have an open mind that he sure. could be great. Sure. Could be an unsung sure. talent. He just hasn't shown it to us yet. Hey, Sam. Good morning. How you doing, guys? I missed you. We missed you, too. Sam, for folks who haven't heard you on our show before, do you know how many years you've been talking to us on K-Rock? Uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> In maybe 89, 88. Well, we didn't work here then. So we didn't that's... start till 1990, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it's at least 25 years, though, right? More than that. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I understand you were you were in Las Vegas this weekend with your friend Manny Pacquiao. Tell us about it. Oh my God! You know, before the fight, I was praying in the God. Uh, God or maybe I know Manny can pull this off. He's uh, give him a Ricky Hatton start knockout and give him Oscar Dolahaya uh, throw the towel in the ring stuff right. like that. You know, and I say to my wife, and my wife is very magical woman. Uh, she's like the combination of item of genie, uh, bewitched, and Julie. That's her. Okay. Bench, whatever she wants, she'll get. <laughs> she cuts his hair, right? That's your. That's the connection. Yeah, she. Uh, Freddie Roach's Wild Card Boxing Club is next to Hair People's Salon Full Service. My wife, she's now five-star on Google and Yelp, uh, and okay, everybody okay. knows Sorry. Julie for many years, okay. you know? Okay. All right. All right, but that that's your connection to Manny Pacquiao. So you were actually at the fight, and it was very exciting. He ended up winning, and he's like the oldest welterweight champion ever now, right? And he made the world history, and yeah. we are existing in the history, boys. I am from New York. Whenever people talk, the mm, Big Apple, they have a good words. I'm telling you. What? Okay. What? I missed the whole what connection New York? with New York. <laughs> I don't even know what that was about. Now, Sam, I understand that you were talking to the king of Mexico before you came on the air, and you were inquiring about getting a job here at K-Rock. Is that true? And commercials make money. And I have a rock and roll band, and then uh, this is the second city laid out, drive through. uh you know, hamburger and french fries and all that, jungle love, breakdancing, night out. And, okay, uh, I heard band and I hamburger. heard hamburger. Drive through, breakdancing. Break breakdancing. <laughs> You're in. Yeah. Uh, it sounds good. Now, Sam, I don't know what kind of job you want here at the station, but I'm going to be leaving the show in a couple of months. Do you think you'd be interested in co-hosting the program with Kevin? <laughs> That would be great, but I heard you quit the uh, show once in a while ago. Uh, what happened to that? Well, I took I took some time off last year for health reasons, but now I'm actually I'm leaving to move out of the country. So my kind of my position might be available. I was just wondering if you want to join the show full time. I'd just like to point out that you just offered him a, a false job, of course, but that he could be my partner. He's like, but what about you? You took some time off. <laughs> right, He's coming at you. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm doing him the biggest favor ever. Right. Here. What do you think, Sam? Would you be interested in that? 
Are you kidding me? Oh, you're breaking I up. I'm excited right now. I'm jumping in the air like winning Toyota commercials. As far as I'm concerned, the job is yours, I, Sam. Okay. All right. Let's don't take it easy do because no, I don't I'm think this is. I mean, let's not. But let's not. Let's we just, don't need to. Let's give him the let's job. let's not. And then we can try him out. It sounds like hey, Kevin hey, is in as well. Kevin. Yes, Kevin, sir. Kevin, yes. can I tell you something yes, funny? Sam. Yes, Yes, buddy. One time I was in the studio and I had my white flute. I said, Kevin, could you autograph? <laughs> I mean, nailing it. I feel, like, I feel like he's mocking me now. Yes. That's all the audition you need right there, guys. <laughs> you know what he wrote? What did I write? Tell him, my, uh, Kevin, te- tell him what you wrote. I have, I'm not gonna say. I have no gonna... memory of that. <laughs> okay. Sam, we keep telling you, you can't, can't, use... you can't swear on the air. You can't use language that language. Today. And you'll know that when you work here. Okay, listen. <laughs> we're out of time, Sam. We just wanted to catch up because it's been so long. But you'll be working here full time, so we'll see you soon. But do you have a joke for us before we go? Okay. Mm, you know, everybody, human being has an angel angel guidness okay angel guidness a guardian and, angel uh, a guardian right? angel you mean guardian angel yeah okay and uh why earthquake in las vegas why is there an airport in las vegas earthquake, said earthquake. 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 okay take it easy <laughs> why is there an earthquake in las vegas because the angel uh, guide angels, they were reporting to God they were gambling in casinos. Okay. <laughs> Allie, don't leave. Allie! Allie, come back! We're having a good time. Come on. It's your, it's your co-host on the phone. <laughs> All right, Sam, listen, we'll see you at the staff meeting. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Allie, very busy morning in show business news. Take it away for what's happening. Well, according... This is so funny. According to the New York Post via TMZ... So just say, just say TMZ. TMZ, right? Eddie Murphy is reportedly heading back to the stage, and Netflix will be paying him handsomely. I'm sure. The comedian is said to be in talks with the streaming company for a series of comedy specials, and reportedly the price tag is about $70 million. Whoa. Wow. Honestly, I feel like it should be more. <laughs> it's Eddie Murphy. Yes, but don't you feel like he's painted himself into a corner where now he he was so great. Right. He hasn't done it for so long. Ever. Everybody thinks he's the greatest comedian ever. Yeah. He's got a lot to of nail pressure. It. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Uh, more pressure than probably anyone yes. in comedy ever has. Agreed. You're right. That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but we will see. Yeah, a series of comedy specials. I mean, it's more than a couple. Or you would have said a couple. Sure. Right? I mean, they couple. did a similar deal with Dave Chappelle, and apparently it is really paying off for everybody. He made a ton of money, and yeah. Netflix has done huge. I've watched that. every one of them. Yeah. Love it. I cannot wait. I hope that happens. Please let it happen. We do know, however, that Blackish creator Kenya Barris is writing the Coming to America sequel that's going to be coming out, slated for a December 2020 release. And guess who has signed on? Arsenio Hall has officially signed on, you guys. Fantastic. <gasps> I mean, you feel we, like he has to be in it. He has to be in yeah. it. You're saying it's coming out, oh, the end of next year? December 2020. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Did you? Were you hoping this year? No, I was just uh, rad. Who's not? Keep, keep it all straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, Eddie Murphy's back in a big way. I'll say. Yeah. I cannot wait for a Coming to America sequel. Are Agreed. you kidding me? <gasps> so good. All right. Hey, great to see you again. Welcome back, man. It's a pleasure, man. Y'all keep rocking, okay? Thank you. Our city hall, folks. The people love him. <laughs> I hope he comes back on. Same. <laughs> so good. So this was a very weird announcement on Saturday at Comic-Con. Seth MacFarlane announced that season three of the sci-fi comedy The Orville will move from Fox to Hulu. Oh, Hmm. Hmm. Yes. The Orville is expected to return with fresh episodes late next year. And here is the reasoning behind it. This is Seth MacFarlane's quote. He said, as the show has evolved and become more ambitious production-wise, I determined that I would not be able to deliver episodes until 2020, which would be challenging for the network. So we began to discuss how best to support the third season in a way that worked for the show. It's exactly this kind of willingness to accommodate a show's creative needs that has made me want to stick around for so long. So it sounds like Seth is saying this is what's best for the show. And Fox was kind enough to let him say, let's push it back to 2020 and, uh, and then move it over to Hulu. I do like the trend. Big fan of that. Things continuing. Things continuing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was already three of designated yeah. Survivor. So it good. was already renewed anyway. Yep. Um, but people assumed it was being renewed and it would be on Fox. So now they just know they have a little bit more time to wait, and it will be on Hulu. So that's great for fans of the Orville that have Hulu. A lot I of people love right. it. Right, is essentially the thing, which I think a lot of people not real thrilled about that. But did you say a lot of people love it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Hulu is great. Agreed. I, I love it. I love it too. Yeah, you've you've watched it all the time. I watch all Hulu. Too much. Too much. You <laughs> can't would even say. get you like, off. Like they of Hulu. they got a hold of my email and they were like, "Listen, it's a lot. Take a break. <laughs> are are you sleeping, Allie? I was like, "Thanks, Hulu. Good looking out." Pete's <laughs> getting her a gift certificate for like five years in a row, and she hasn't watched it. She won't watch a single show. I, Hulu. I hasn't have, even turned it on not once. Gift hasn't certificate. Logged in yet. Hadn't even free. set up a password. Totally yet. free. Bean gave it to her for Christmas. <laughs> and then nothing. for my birthday. And then again for your birthday. <laughs> nothing. You're the worst. I love Hulu. We can Sam start. Happy birthday, John Leguizamo, David Spade, Albert Brooks, Danny Glover, Alex Trebek, George Clinton. I mean, P-Funk. Right? right? Awesome. Selena Gomez. Selena! Selena! Miss Gomez, Selena! <laughs> I can't understand why she didn't turn around right, right? then and walk over to Muggs. And I would like, have run from him. You had a question, sir? <laughs> I love it. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Comic-Con every year in uh, San Diego is a little bit too overwhelming with how much talent and how much creativity is down there. And uh, like the, the montages, Kevin, you posted of the people doing their cosplay. Oh, crazy. It's unbelievable how creative people get with that stuff. And a lot of them would take a one concept and they would mash it up to, with something else, mm -hmm. just come up with a, a creative way to do it themselves. And mm -hmm. Allie and I interviewed a whole bunch of those people on the floor of Comic-Con. And you can see that video at krock.com if you'd like to look at it. Yeah, it's pretty uh, It's pretty mind-blowing uh, walking around there. And you saw something at the live broadcast on Friday that you have not stopped talking about. 
there was an artist there named Rob Pryor who has a very long history of great work with movies and with television shows and with music videos and so much other stuff. And he was doing something you've never seen an artist do before. Well, I mean, he, he had an easel, is that what mm-hmm. you call it? And yes. he had paintbrushes in both hands mm-hmm. and was listening to he- headphones and had his head down and he wasn't looking. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. Just kind of, it almost looked possessed. Painting with both hands at the same time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I wasn't there, but that's not possible. I'm saying I'm it's saying not we possible saw as well, it. but we saw it. Yeah. Right, but it can't be done. Right, I agree I with you. We're saying <laughs> it, it happened it and happen. you can see the actual art. Correct. His name is Rob Pryor, and believe it or not, he joins us on the Kevin Bean Show right now. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? How was your Comic-Con? You have a good time? I, you know, it's um, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. <laughs> That's the best. What, you what, know, what were you down there for? What uh, what project were you with? Well, I, I go down every year, uh, pretty much kicking and screaming. Um, to uh, there's a, a company called Heavy Metal where I'm the creative director mm-hmm. and cover artist. So I go down there and I make an appearance there. I sign for fans, and then this year I was at the uh, TCL Sugar Factory. And now every year they're turning that into my full gallery and I paint live and, you know, I, I'm doing, I, I actually, I swore I'd never do another mural uh, and they talked me into it. So <laughs> every year I'm going to add on to this mural. <laughs> and you have been doing this for years where you go around the world and people come see you by the hundreds of thousands live paint, right? It's like, it's performance art. It is. You know, I swear to God, if anybody would have said, you know, 10 years ago that I was going to do performance art, I would have been like, no way. You guys are crazy. We just got told that we were crazy that you were doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Just now. So how did you end up being ambidextrous? Is this something you were just born with and you've always been able to do separate things with each hand at the same time? No, I was actually born right-handed. and uh, But I was being trained to be an artist from like two years old. So my parents were like, you will be an artist, and that's it. And um, so I got to be about 10 years old, and I thought to myself the same thing that every 10-year-old says, what if I lose my right hand? <laughs> that's a very common wow. thought for a 10-year-old. <laughs> that's, that's dark. Okay. That is dark. Okay, good. <laughs> and so I switched to my left hand for the next couple of years, and I refused to use my right, and I taught myself everything, how to throw a football, how to play guitar, how to do everything with my left hand. And then uh, Same. one day, yeah, you see, <laughs> everybody does this. Right? And, uh, yeah, one day I, uh, I had math homework due, and I was published really, really young. So I had math homework due, and I had a cover painting due um, when I was about 13, actually. And uh, so I was like, I got to hurry up. So I just picked up both brushes, and I was like, oh, I can do this. And then I realized that I could actually do my math homework and paint simultaneously. So I was okay. like, okay. All right. Okay. Now you're just showing off. All right. Come that's, on, that's absurd. Deal with the devil. Come on. <laughs> Nobody can. I mean, well, that's not- actually the thing. At 10 years old, I was like, hmm, maybe I could just sign this in blood. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not even uh, it's not even physically what blows me away that you're doing two different things with two different hands. You're using different parts of your brain too. If you're doing math on one side of the head and creative art on the other side of the head, that sounds like it shouldn't be possible at the same time either. Uh, you know, it just uh, I guess it it just depends on um, I don't know the head. how much plastic I ate as a child. 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you decide while you were there on Friday to do this portrait of the Kevin and Bean show? So there's Kevin, and then there's Bean, and then there's Allie, and then there's Jensen, or somebody that looks like Jensen, <laughs> uh, all at the same time. What, what made you decide to paint that? Uh, I just thought it would be really fun. It would, you know, you guys were all, you know, there, and, and I thought, you know what? This is going to be awesome. All right. And uh, that's that was really the the what how it came to fruition. Okay, so you're doing it with your left hand. You're doing it with your right hand at the exact same time. But at what point did you learn to listen to music and close your eyes and continue painting with your left and right hands? I'll be honest with you. I never actually knew I closed my eyes. What? Honestly, I I it it never it never occurred to me that I was actually closing my eyes. In fact, all the way until I started doing live performances, uh, I had really no idea because I still see it. So it wasn't until my wife said to me, "You know, well, you're closing your eyes," and I was like, "No, I'm not." And so she took a picture of me. And what a uh, delight you must be as a husband! <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I'm not. I mean, oh. look. The ten-year-old and you thought, "What if I lose my right hand?" Maybe the thirty-year-old and you thought, "What if I go blind?" I still need to be able to know how to paint. See, there we go. There you I go. Have no idea. That's amazing. You know, um, so you just sort of see it in your head, and that's, it's the, amazing. that's the thing. Can you look at something once and sort of memorize it that way, or how I you- can? It's um, but usually when I'm doing a portrait, I you know, if I haven't painted the person before, I'd like to have a photo of them up so I can. You know, I can do that. Um, but if I painted somebody more than three times, I can usually memorize, like, the facial structure. And, you know, there are people I paint with on stage that I, I painted them so many times that I don't I don't need to draw anything. I don't need to do anything. I just go paint. How big was the painting of Darth Vader that hung in the sugar factory? That was... I was like 10 foot by 10 foot. It's unreal. Unbelievable. So good. And the Joker, I mean, they're all unbelievable. Here's my question for you, Rob. Um, so Jensen is not here, but he's the one in the bottom right-hand cor- corner in your picture. Mm-hmm. He is very concerned that he never knew that he was cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> what, what, what? That was a choice. I walked up to Rob and I said, hey, that's uh, Jensen looks a little weird. And he goes, yeah, I made him cross-eyed. Just decided to. <laughs> Well, Why? I, I, How come? Okay, so somebody said, and normally, like, if I've got time and I'm not, like, completely worn out, I'll, I can think of something funny to do because I, I do this, uh, I paint for uh, this wine company called Knocking Point, and uh, they, I have my own wine, okay. and so I go, I go paint. And every time I put, I make the owners of the company just, to, just in the weirdest, you know, thing, and Somebody said, oh, you should do something funny. But I was so worn out that I was like, I don't know what's funny anymore. So Jensen's cross-eyed, that's it. I'm going to make Jensen (laughs) cross-eyed. And then they shot down, everybody I asked shot down the one thing that I thought was funny, but nobody else seemed to think was funny. Tell everybody what that is, because I didn't even understand it. (laughs) I swear to God, I didn't even. Okay. (laughs) And that's what I, that's, see, that's the part that I think is funny. My warped sense of humor. Okay. I decided that I would put a pig in there with you guys. Oh, I'd like a yeah, pig. Is, yeah, just a pig right in the middle. That'd be adorable. <laughs> a pig right in the middle. Yeah. That was it. And uh, I remember looking at my assistant going, do you get it? And she goes, 
No, nope. no one got it. No not one got at it. All. There's nothing no to get. It. It's just and, <laughs> yep. And uh, that's exactly what that's exactly what everybody says. Like we don't get it, and there's there's really nothing to get. And I was, there's nothing it. to get. That's what's funny. And, Rob um, is yeah. um, he's, he's gone bye bye. Uh-huh. He's true. very nice. He's very talented, but he has gone bye bye. But don't don't mistake bye bye. Yes, part of it. You know, <laughs> we put the picture up at the Kevin Abino social media. If you wanted to see it on the Instagram or on the Twitter, it was a real honor to be painted by you. And congratulations on your phenomenal oh, you. success. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, and Jensen has made an appointment with the eye doctor. He is going to go get that checked out just in case. All right, Rob. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad because he's got to get that fixed. Right? Yeah. And, and Allie, uh-huh. are you still practicing your Matrix moves? Oh, thank you for uh, mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. You witnessed it. You witnessed it. It was awesome. My fall was something. <laughs> it was in slow motion. Thank it you. Was, yeah. Thank you so much. It's yeah. a gift. Thank you for talking to us. We appreciate it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ali, we need to revisit the topic you brought to us a few days ago. One day last week, you were talking about creepy things that kids say. Yeah. Because we uh, we got into it, and we were fascinated by it, and it was terrifying. But we didn't have a chance to include listener phone calls that time around. So we want to hit it again and invite you to call in if you have had a kid say something creepy. Allie, give us some examples of some of the things that uh, that people have come forward with. Well, it started with an Australian TV presenter named David Campbell. And he said that his four-year-old son, who uh, they have never discussed Princess Diana in any way, shape, or form around the house. But his four-year-old son saw a picture of Princess Di and he said, look, it's me when I was a princess. And then he would start talking about his two sons, which, of course, would be William and Harry. And then the, and he creepiest, used their names? the creepiest thing he said was, there's me as a princess. Then one day the sirens came and I wasn't a princess anymore. And his dad was like, what the heck is happening that with my kid? Me to death. And it just it brought me down this rabbit hole of things that, you know, kids tend to say things and see things that maybe we're not seeing. Pets do it all the time, too. Like you walk in the room and your dog is just barking at a corner, at a, at a corner <laughs> yeah. of a wall. And then you think, oh, maybe it's a ghost. <laughs> well, maybe it is a ghost. There are people, Allie, and again, 1-800-520-1067, if you've had a, a kid say one of these unexplainable, you know, like bizarre things that you have no explanation kids for. kids scared the crap out of you. Yeah. Um, there are people who say that kids and pets are more open to the universe. Absolutely. As woo woo as that sounds, in that most of us, as we become adults, we just stop believing that any of that is possible and therefore it doesn't, we don't, it doesn't reach us anymore. Right. And yeah. I, I think that's kind of what you believe, right? Absolutely. We become so cynical and we will, people will try and write it off as anything but something supernatural because that's just too weird for us to think. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe that kids. Kids do say things that are happening when they're talking about how they're talking about talking to Nana, 
who they have never met before because she died 10 years prior to that child being born. Mm -hmm. Or the kids saying, why is that man over there? And pointing to a corner of the room and no one's there. I truly... Absolutely. You the, think they really are seeing things? Absolutely. But the one that got me that just, it it brought me to my knees. It was so sad, but also so beautiful. Nope, not like that. Um, a woman said that her young daughter had no idea that she had had multiple miscarriages before she was born. Okay. So her daughter wound up saying one morning, Mommy, I met your babies that died in my dream. Oh! They, they, they want you to know that you're a really good mommy. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Right? That's amazing. Like, let's say you don't want to believe that they have a supernatural connection. How else could a child who hasn't been told about the miscarriages know about the miscarriages? Right. It's not like they can read it somewhere. The same thing with Princess Di. The same thing. Like, how do they, how would they have any idea of knowing that? Another kid that, um, he had a, uh, an imaginary friend named John and the whole family just kind of accepted it. Whatever. Did John have a falcon? (laughs) He didn't. (laughs) But then randomly one day he walked up to his mom and said, Big John wanted, um, you to know that he loves you so much. And the mom was like, "Uh oh, because Big John is what she called her father that passed away when she was only 10. This this kid would have no idea about. So it changed from being John, his imaginary friend, to Big John, her dad. Her dad's penis, right? No. no. What are you talking about? What just happened? I heard Big John. God. I'm I'm sorry. For the love of God. It wasn't my story. I didn't bring it in here. All right, let's take a call, 1-800-520-1067. We're going to encourage you, if you've had kids say spine-tingling things with no reasonable explanation because they do seem to be somehow plugged into a role that the rest of us can't see. Marco, you're in Santa Monica, and you are on the Kevin and Bean Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Um, morning. So, yes, I was um, telling uh, whoever picked up that uh, um, I have a nephew who, at the time this happened, he was five years old. And we were in my, in my room playing, and I, I asked him if he wanted dinner. And he goes, yeah. So I went to the kitchen to start making pancakes for dinner. Mm-hmm. And he comes in running to to the to the kitchen, and he says, Uncle, Grandma wants pancakes, too. Uh-oh. And I'm like, Grandma? says, yeah, she wants three. And I'm like, oh, how do you know? She says, because she told me she's in the room playing with me. Look, come here. And she grabs me by the hand, and we go back to the bedroom, and she's like, ah, oh, she's gone. Oh. What happened to Grandma? Yeah. Well, Grandma passed away in 97. Oh, oh and this was recently? Yeah, like, like uh, two years ago. Oh. So the kid would never have Man. met that grandmother. Exactly. And I asked him, how did you know it was her if you never met her? And he's like, that's her. And he pointed to some pictures that I have hanging of her in, the, in my wall. Wow. Oh, Marco. Okay. Wow. Did you make her the pancakes? Excuse me? Did you make Grandma the pancakes? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. And cool. I, I ate them for her. <laughs> cool. <laughs> See? That's a cool oh. uncle, first of all. That is really a, cool, yeah. Very cool. does yeah. breakfast for dinner. 
I love it. All right, Marco, <laughs> thank you so much for calling. Go Dodgers. We appreciate it. All right, 1-800-520-1067. What's the creepy thing you heard a kid say? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. Guy's still talking. Yeah. Still what? Guy was still talking. Yeah, he was pretty much done. Big boy's guy. Yeah, he, was, he was relatively... Everybody knew what he was saying. Okay. I'm in a rush. I don't know why. <laughs> Where you got to be, man? I'm not sure. Let's uh, talk to Melissa. She's in Whittier. We're talking about creepy <laughs> things that kids say that are unexplained, except that they're, I don't know, communicating with the dead? Kids are stupid. Melissa, what's going on? Hey, guys. Hi there. Hey. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. But you're not saying anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, my mother-in-law had an uncle who passed away, and it was no one that my daughter had ever met. Um, and so, she had started to point around our house and say, there's Uncle Toby. And we'd ask her, where are you seeing him? And she would just point random places. But then it got to the point where she started saying things like, um, when he passed away, he, he was really old. He didn't have teeth, things like that. And she would start to say, like, look, look at how nice his teeth are. He's smiling now. And oh, wow. 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 So she yeah. never knew the thing about his teeth? No, she didn't know anything about him. It wasn't anybody we ever talked about. It was just, wow. you know, I'm yeah. So and maybe when we do go to the other, wherever we go, we go back to our best selves. That's why he had great teeth. They have dentistry <gasps> there. That's yeah, good news. Yeah, and honestly, when he passed away, like, that was one of his, like, main features. He was just, like, an old man with, like, bad teeth. And she would oh, wow. always tell us, he's smiling. He's so happy. That oh. must have freaked you guys out, Melissa. I love it. <laughs> Ellie's so happy. I'm so into this. I love this topic so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for yeah. listening. Thank you for calling. We really appreciate it. I hope, I mean, I don't know when Uncle Toby passed, but I hope he was alive long enough to hear the Alien Ant Farm be the song, right? <laughs> Should we just start that song again so Alec can finish her story? <laughs> I never want to take a break again. Let's just stay on the air as long as possible to avoid the ending of that. Uh, from the 805, Dear Kevin to B, when my son was little, I heard a loud scream and found him in the hallway pointing and talking about a boy he saw there. I didn't see anything. Kids! They're a giant waste of time and money. I know they are, but they the see stuff that we don't see, and that's the topic here at 1-800-520-1067. We're taking your calls. Allie, it will delight you that every single line is lit up. I love it. Let's go to line two to get started in Hollywood, and let's say hi to Michael up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Michael. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, what's up? So, my brother-in-law, who was two years old at the time of this uh, incident, he drowned. He drowned in a swimming pool. Oh, but he dear God! But he didn't die. They 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 saved him. Oh. So he falls in the pool. Mom jumps in, tries to save him, can't get him. Dad jumps in, pulls him out. Paramedics show up. He's got he he he's still alive. He's a forty three uh, today. Uh, okay, he's got uh, cerebral palsy and brain damage. One night we're sitting in the living room watching movies on the you know VCR. We went and rented a tape a movie. And we're all sitting around, and he starts talking. And we're like, hey, be quiet. We're watching a movie. And he starts talking. And he's like, what are you saying? So we pause the movie. He goes on to explain in detail the entire scenario of the drowning. What? From, from up above. He's saying, I fell in the pool. Mom jumped in and couldn't get me. Then Dad jumped in, pulled me out. Are you positive that he – did you guys have a conversation? About, you had to have had conversations not, about that. 
No, it was never spoken about except it was his accident because that's a touchy subject. So yeah. the details were never discussed. And he goes in detail, and he's probably about 12 years old at the time, and goes into detail of everything that happened all the way to the hospital, all the way to, and then you said this, Mom, and Dad said this, and you were crying. Describes the whole scene. The craziest thing ever. And we're in tears. We're listening to this story. And so to this day, he still communicates with relatives. Relatives will pass away and he'll say oh uncle so-and-so visited me oh grandma just came and saw me last night and told me this and some of the stories he'll tell us there's no way he would know okay question michael and i'm very serious go. about this what was the movie that you had to pause you're and, an idiot and did you go back and finish it don't, afterwards michael don't and that's a solid don't, question no. That is a stupid question. <laughs> yes, okay. it sure is. Did you, okay. hear, did you hear anything I said? I yes, did. Yes, I did. did. No, you're right. It you're was right, being no. funny, Michael. Yeah, Take it right. easy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's an incredible story because not only should he have not known about that stuff from when he was two, the fact that he would remember that much in detail from an out-of-body experience mm -hmm. is terrifying. Michael, thank you for the call. We appreciate it very much. He... Hates us now. He hated you. You, you in mean. specific. Yeah. Right there. Yes. Okay. Let's go to Christina. She's got, uh, she's on line six. She's got another story about a two-year-old that I think will send uh, shivers down your spine. Hey, Christina. Hi, guys. Good morning. How are you? We are good. Thank you. Kids say the scariest things. Right. It's my favorite topic. So when my husband was 13, he lost his father to a massive heart attack and Whenever our son was born, we were all sad. You know, he didn't get a chance to see his grandfather, and that was kind of a topic that we talked about a lot. But whenever he had gotten his haircut one day, he got a yellow balloon from from a balloon uh, from the haircut shop. And as soon as we walked out, he let the balloon go, and we frantically tried to grab it. And he said, "No, no, let it go. It's for Papa Dave." And you know, we were baffled because we you know didn't talk about him in front of him because it was a touchy subject for the family. They had, after he had passed, taken down all the pictures. There's, I had never even seen a picture of him. However, my son, whenever we were telling my mother-in-law, my son said, I see Papa Dave all the time. Papa Dave is in the light. Papa Dave lives on the stairs. And so she started asking him questions. Well, what does Papa Dave look like? And he described him to the T, exactly what he looked like. And he said every time he sees the lights in the sky, which are like the used car, you know, sales spotlights, he said that's how Papa Dave looks down on them. And he said every time he sees a spotlight, that's where Papa Dave comes from. So they said, uh, my mother-in-law asked, well, where is he now? And he pointed to the stairs and he said, Papa Dave's listening. He's on the stairs. And so she said, well, you know, what's his favorite color then? And he said yellow. And that's, that's why I sent the balloon, because his favorite color is yellow, which it was. So she continued asking him questions. And he answered every question down to... Um, who his friend was and who his who his brothers were, you know, different things that my son. No way he could know. Wow, I'm sending him with relatives, at least yeah, for a so while. I'm scared. In other words, he doesn't get to live right? with you anymore. Right. That's what you're saying, Kim. right? That's too much information <laughs> so, for a two year old. Is this is this comforting for your family, Christina, or is this scary for your family? You know, it was to me. It's so comforting for them. It was a little bit trippy because they didn't really believe in that kind of stuff i do uh -huh. and so i was excited you know a little nervous because then i thought where else is papa dave you know yeah, yeah. papa dave and watching me bone like that's weird right, right? like i don't know 
Wow. Did, what? I'm sorry, Ellie? <laughs> well, that's what that... she was thinking, too. Like, okay. what else is he seeing? Like, 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 where does Christine have to go to change clothes now? <laughs> where can I poop? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we just, went, we just went from God's miracle to where can I poop. That's how this conversation just evolved. In two seconds. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Christina. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. She tried to wait until she got home to watch it, but I insisted that Allie watch the Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood movie trailer with Tom Hanks as Mr. Fred Rogers. What do you think, Allie? It's it's going to be real good. I need Thanksgiving (laughs) to get here. Yes, I know. I get all soapy. No, it's not like that. Soap suds all over me. It's from the trailer. And then my grandfather would take this hose Mm -hmm. and go like this with me and squirt all over me and fill the soap. You know, he'd rinse the suds off. Which part did you play? Yeah, my grandfather and I did a lot of playing together. Uh, is right there where you cried? That's no. that's not. That's that, where you that cried. That part is not in the in that's the trailer. Not, no. This mm-hmm. is about a sweet friendship that he struck up with a with a guy who became friends with him and through the rest of his life, mm. and mm-hmm. it just looks amazing. Agree so. to disagree. <laughs> Ali is here with the rest of what's happening on a Monday. Guys, um, uh, we're never going to stop talking about this Area Fifty One raid. Um, <laughs> Because here's the thing. Well, now Bean's in. Uh, Bean's totally in. Totally in. in. Yeah. Totally I in. want to lead a battalion. Well, <laughs> I don't just want to be a soldier. I want to be at least a, a colonel. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. I don't think you know what colonels do. I don't. Or battalion. Okay. I don't. Well, here's the thing. Bud Light, at first distance itself, they wound up tweeting, we'd like to be the first brand to formally announce that we will not be sponsoring the Area 51 raid. And people were like, ooh, that's bold, Bud Light. Good for you. And then they changed their tune. So they tweeted, screw it. Free Bud Light to any alien that makes it out. <laughs> people were like, all right, very cool. Now they have announced a special edition beer, the Area 51 Special Edition. The top of the can reads, greetings, Earthlings. This is the famous Area 51. We know of no space beer by any other life form, which is brewed and aged to more refreshing... <laughs> To be more refreshing, excuse me, our cryogenic aging process produces a light-bodied space lager with a fresh taste, a crisp, clean finish, and a smooth drinkability. Take us to your leader for drinks. I tell you, Bud strong. Light. Spaceship, I don't need it. Alien. Right. All there. Right. All of those things. So now, I mean, you and your battalion can mm-hmm. bring Bud Light, and yeah. they're going to get a free Bud Light. The first battalion. aliens out. Bean, how this many is... people are in a battalion? Well, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I've got a lot of research to do on this topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's a million of us, so I imagine I that's going to break down to quite a few battalions. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think you you want it to be a manageable number. I don't think you want 300,000 people in a battalion. I think that'd be right. too much. Right. What do you think is a, a good number for a battalion? Four. Four. <laughs> Just four people. So you want to lead four people. <laughs> four people, yeah. Okay. So again, something, something manageable. So 20% of the group has... <laughs> <laughs> has to be colonels or above. That's what you're saying. I haven't worked out all the details. Okay, Kevin. all right, all right. Good. Listener, if that's not proof of alien life, right? I don't know what the hell is. Thank you, Beerbug. Good He's point. Winning. I think Beerbug's going to be in my battalion. <laughs> sure, I'm sure he is. He's going to be my right hand man. So you're Keanu Reeves. You're filming Bill and Ted's Face the Music in Louisiana, and you're driving in a car with the writer Ed Solomon, and you pass by a house that has a sign in the front and that sign says 
You're breathtaking. Whoa. Which goes right back to a viral moment from the E3 video game conference last month when Keanu Reeves yelled it, yelled it to the audience after a fan yelled it back to him. So you're breathtaking just kind of became a thing. So he sees the sign and thinks, oh, I, that's for me, obviously. Sure. I better go meet the people that put it there. So he takes photos with the sign's owner and the whole family before heading back to the movie set. You guys, Keanu Reeves couldn't be cooler. What if it wasn't? For, what if it wasn't for him though? What you if they were like, no, sir? Them? Yeah, it's I, for our uncle's coming home tomorrow. I'm sorry, who are you? From a hospital, and he's breathtaking. We just wanted to put the sign out for him. They're like, can you please get off our lawn? <laughs> You're freaking us out. <laughs> <sighs> and why do you look so much like the guy from The Matrix? Right. That's the thing, though. Can I just put a sign in my yard and hope that Keanu drives by and then rings my doorbell? Because I would have done this years ago. If that's how it works, sure. It's not like a pager. <laughs> he doesn't just find, feel that it's there. Well, it's he Keanu, found this person. Though. Well, maybe it's Keanu. It's Keanu. That's a good point. I bet he does. I hadn't thought of that. You guys, Rick Grimes will be back, but you're going to have to pay for a ticket to see him. Oh, yes. Andrew Lincoln will be back as his role as Rick Grimes in a feature-length movie, but it's not going to happen on AMC, of course, where you would watch The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. They had a teaser trailer for the movie drop on Friday night at Comic-Con with the words, only in theaters, as the tagline. So are people going to go see that in theaters? Sure. I would think so. Okay. Yeah, they got 10 seasons worth of fans of The Walking Dead. I think people will want to see that. Yeah. All right. Is there any word on uh, on if Carl's in it? Uh, there is no word, okay. but I hope that he important. is and that you will only realize that once you're sitting in the theater okay. and there's people on both sides of you and you can't leave. So there you have it. Refresh my memory, Kevin. Did Rick Grimes die on the show or no. did he just disappear on the show? Didn't he leave in a helicopter? Yes, I that's don't even right. watch Correct. the show. That's Says right. the person who doesn't watch the show. <laughs> okay, so I guess that the reason I asked that is because it sounded like your question was suggesting this might be a prequel, but it, maybe not. Maybe this is Carl's already dead before the events of the movie take place. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. Okay, gotcha. What if we find out in this movie that there were two Carls? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that he has a twin he's a, Yeah, he's a twin that survived. That they're hiding him? Yes. And all of a sudden, he just pops up, and he's like, hey, I'm Carl. Got any pudding? <laughs> I wear a dumb hat, too, just like my dead brother. What a great callback from a person who didn't watch the show. <laughs> it's concerning, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Uh, R. Kelly is going to be flown to New York to face felony charges. Things excellent. are not coming up, R. Excellent. Kelly. Excellent. So excellent. he's facing two separate federal cases relating to his alleged sexual misconduct with underage girls. He recently pled not guilty in Illinois to 13 counts related to the making and procuring of child pornography. And he's facing a five-count federal case case in New York, which involves allegations that he brought the underage girls across state lines. Is he absolutely positive he can fly, Allie? Come! I mean, oh, file for God's sake. I'm just asking a question. With but you, the, the most of prejudices. The, the glee is, with what you said that was yeah. just And he took painful. a pause. Like, wait for it. Was that? Answer the question, Allie. Now I'm really out. Is he absolutely? I'm going certain? with Chip. He he believes he can fly. Yay! You can't. Okay. Dean's making all kinds it. of things here where he's going against the rules. <laughs> you can't play sound effects of kids cheering for yourself. <laughs> Those are the kids, man. I have no control over what the audience does. Come on. 
Yes, Don't even please. do that on a Monday. Monday. Yes. How dare you do that oh, on a Monday? For the love of all things I suspect Chip's going to be doing that every day between now and when she leaves. That hurts. <sighs> yeah, way to go, Chip. Because you can't get here soon enough for her, that's for sure. How much more time you got with us, Chip? Nine, nine shows. <laughs> <laughs> way too She's quick. She's reconsidering right, right? Nine, nine shows. Nine more shows. Whatever, Chip. It's not like you've got a good job to go to. Oh, it's, I'm sorry, Allie. Mm-hmm. Way better. Way better? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, at least she nope. has to drive nope. far nope. for it, right? Like, I she mean, has no, to drive I mean, here from Orange County, so she has to drive far from for this job. Technically, it's it's from home. She, technically, she's working from home. Okay, but at least she doesn't get, like, full benefits all and vacation. That. Yeah, gets gets all that. But a pay cut, though, right? A pay, pay cut, cut yeah, payroll. not making... Oh, pay cut, though. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope, oh, more, making, more make, money. Making more. How is it Wait. possible to make more money than K-Rock is paid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is all so very sad, you guys. Let's wrap it up, shall we? Some birthdays for you. John Leguizamo, David Spade, Albert Brooks, Danny Glover, Alex Trebek, George Clinton, Prince George of Cambridge, and Selena Gomez. Selena. Selena. Over here. Selena. Selena. God damn it. He's, he reminds me of that commercial that's out there. I don't even remember who it's for. Dad, 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 mom, 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 whatever that is where the kids just won't stop saying it. That's mugs. Nope. All right. What's happening? Jesus. Did I just slam on the brakes? <laughs> on your drive home today, listen to Striker and <laughs> And their commercial free 5 p.m. hour and back to Way to go, Cracker. From the SoCal <laughs> Huffle Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all new Kevin and Bean show. Um, Bean found out his Uber rating for the first time and is outraged. I am outraged. I. Uh, is there a way? I'll save this for tomorrow. But is there a way to go back and personally track down all the Uber drivers and discuss the rating they gave me? I wish there was. I don't think there is. Oh, there but if they be. all seem to agree on you not I, being the ideal passenger, then perhaps they're unacceptable. right. Unacceptable. I'm going to burn that company down. Okay. I don't know how, but I'm going to. Cheers with mugs on tomorrow's show. Excellent. And Jensen Carp is back. Very excited to have him back as well. That is tomorrow morning on an all-new Kevin and Bean Show. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.